The Columbus Blue Jackets had some late offseason drama, and they now have a new coach. Jay Foster of Locked On Blue Jackets is here to discuss that next as we continue the Locked On NHL 2023-2024 season preview. All right, the NHL season is less than a week away, and Locked On season preview coverage continues as we welcome in Jay Foster of Locked On Blue Jackets to detail everything you need to know about the Columbus Blue Jackets ahead of the 2023-2024 season. Jay, what is the biggest storyline surrounding your team coming into this season? I mean, the Blue Jackets have been pretty low-key over the past month or so. So, you know, I don't know if anyone has heard about what's going on or anything like that. Uh, They have a brand new head coach. Again, for the second time in, like, not even three months. Uh, Babcock is out. Uh, Pascal Vincent is in. And I am thrilled, quite frankly. Uh, I wasn't sure that Babcock was the right coach for this team. I liked Pascal Vincent a lot as a candidate the last time we did all this coach hire, uh, again, at like the middle of May, I think there was it was when it happened. Um, and I think this is probably what's best for the team. I think it's I think it's going to be I think it's going to be good. He knows the team. He's had success coaching in both the QMJHL and the AHL. So he knows how to work with younger players. And yeah, I just I feel really good about this hiring, even if it is, you know, I hate that it happened like this. But I am glad that it happened now instead of two months into the season. Do you think the team can overcome the the controversy and the drama that played out late in the offseason? I hope so. Uh, I am I am quietly confident, I think. Of course, we won't know until, you know, they get on the ice and they start playing potentially even regular season games, not even preseason games, because you never really know from a preseason what a team's going to do. Um, because the Blue Jackets are really good at having a great preseason and then falling apart immediately in the regular season, or vice versa. They have a horrible preseason and then actually string together a bunch of wins in the regular season. So it's really tough to predict like how it's going to look until you know until until it looks you know. Um, but I liked Pascal Vincent. Uh, he was briefly on the he was briefly running the bench for the Blue Jackets last season. Brad Larson took a couple of games away. Um, to for a personal matter or a family matter, I believe, and I the team looked the team looked good. I don't believe they won either of the games, but that doesn't re- that's not really indicative of anything uh, in terms of the talent with the Blue Jackets last season because they just couldn't seem to win a game even when everyone was healthy and firing at all cylinders, you know. Um, but I thought the team looked good. I thought he showed uh, promise, and uh, hopefully he can you know get the team to rally around him. Cause I think that's, that's maybe another positive that's kind of come out of this is the team is going to have to band together and overcome, you know, the, the naysayers in other teams and other fan bases. And well, of course this is happening in Columbus because Columbus always has drama and that's why none of the players want to be there. And that's why everyone leaves and blah, blah, blah. Um, they have to band together. And I think they have to do it soon. My worry is, um, and you know, we don't have to get into the whole the whole coaching controversy because um, people are probably sick and tired of hearing about the nitty gritty right now. But the thing that worried me the most was whoever you know blew the whistle, so to speak, went to Paul Bissonnette instead of the general manager, instead of the captain, instead of any of the other adults on the team, and that to me feels like 
maybe if not a bigger problem than a problem as big as what Babcock was doing in the first place. So that if they can overcome that and they can figure out a way to get the veterans and the rookies kind of synced up again, then we'll be, we'll be fine. We'll be laughing. But if they can't figure that out, that's going to be a problem. Yeah. A little bit of a red flag there. We'll see and keep an eye on that. What do you think was the team's most significant offseason move and why? And, and let's keep away from coaching, I guess, for this question. Yeah, I actually, um, the co- I don't think that the coaching has kind of been the biggest impact. Um, I think for me, the biggest impact has to be Adam Fantilli. The Blue Jackets have a legitimate number one center for the first time, maybe in franchise history. Uh, you know, like you'd argue that it was Dubois for a minute. You could argue that it was Ryan Johansson for a minute. Fantilli is better than both of those players, I think. And somehow he fell to third overall. He would go first overall in basically any draft of the last 10 years, apart from McDavid and Matthews. He's he's good. He is next level good. He's not kind of Bedard, but very few people are, you know? So uh, to get him at third is unbelievable. He solidifies this team down the middle. He gives them uh, yet another strong top six player uh, to mix in with that youth, like Ken Johnson, like Karel Marchenko, who both had excellent rookie seasons. Um, and I think Adam Adam Fantilli, I'm uh, booking him in for 30 goals, 30 assists, a 60-point season. I think he's going to challenge for the Calder. Should be interesting to watch. Now, who figures to be the most important player on the Blue Jackets this season and what makes them so critical to the team's success? <clears throat> Excuse me. There's a couple of ways that, that you could go with this. Um, Johnny Gaudreau, obviously, is, is always going to be important to this team. He was the best player last season. He led the team in points. He was, you know, that big free agent piece that happened for the first time in franchise history. You know, like the biggest free agent signing in Ohio since LeBron James. Um, maybe even bigger, depending on who you talk to. Uh, Zach Wierenski is another one. We had him for 13 games last season. He got injured, missed the rest of the season. A healthy Zach Wierenski is a big part of this team. I'm going to go with Elvis Muslikins. Um, he was the worst goalie in the league last season. And that's not hyperbole. That's not exaggeration. He was the worst goalie in the league um, by basically every metric. And the Blue Jackets don't need him to be Hasek. They don't need him to be the best goalie in the world. You know, they don't need peak Carey Price in goal because the team isn't, the team is built to score goals. If they can get league average goaltending out of Elvis, which last season was about a 904 safe percentage, I believe that's, that's good enough for me frankly, and I think it'll be good enough to get this team into a playoff position. So, like, I don't think Elvis is going to be the flashiest, most important, like, best player, but if they get good Elvis, this team is fine. If they get bad Elvis, it's going to be a struggle, I think. How about a potential breakout player? Who do you think that will be, and uh, and what makes them the potential breakout player for this team? I mean, again, there's, there's a couple of options. I've got to go with Ken Johnson. I thought Ken Johnson had a fantastic rookie season, uh, 40 points in 79 games, uh, was, I believe, eight points short of the rookie scoring record for the Blue Jackets. Um, and he just he got better every single game, it felt like. And it felt like all of the stuff that we expected from him, we got. But we also, you know, so like his shot, his hands, the the wow factor, you know, we, we've been calling him a box office player on Lockdown Blue Jacket. People buy tickets to go and see him play. Um, but he improved in other areas of his game. His two-way game got better. His uh, passing got better. He is a really underrated playmaker, I think. Um, his skating improved. And that was a big kind of, not a big red flag, but it was a red flag enough that a lot of the prospect guys were like, you know, he needs to get better at skating. And he did do that. So I'm looking for him to come out of the gate real fast, real strong, 
and have a fantastic sophomore season. So after all of this and the, the dramatic offseason, what would be a successful season for the Blue Jackets and what's at stake if they don't achieve it? I mean, so th the answer to this question is a little bit different than it would have been literally six weeks ago. Um, if the Blue Jackets miss the playoffs again, Yamakakalainen, I think, is gone. Um, I think his seat is extremely hot right now after the Babcock mess. Um, after, you know, going out and getting uh, Ivan Provorov, picking up David Severson, like he drafts well, uh, but everything else around Yamakakalainen's tenure has kind of been a little bit lackluster. So I think if they miss the playoffs, I think he's gone. I think this is his last chance, which I think is why he went out and got Mike Babcock, because he was like, right, if my seat is hot, I'm going to make a splash. I'm going to be dramatic and go big, you know, go big or go home. And unfortunately, he went home. Uh, so now we've got Pascal Vincent. I think that could be a little bit of a blessing in disguise. Um, but to, to answer the question of success, what, what a success means for this team this season, the way I've been looking at it is I would like this team to challenge for the playoffs. I know you and I have talked about it a fair amount of um, the Blue Jackets and the Islanders could be fighting for that last wildcard spot on like game 82 of the season. And like that to me, I think that would be success. The team was so bad last year that it's hard to see anything other than like being a lottery team again as anything but a success. Um, that was a lot more words than I needed to use. But <laughs> if they make it into the playoffs, amazing. If they win a round, even better. Like that's that's the maximum um, ambition that I have right now is playoffs, maybe win a round. I'm not expecting this group to win a Stanley Cup. I'm not even expecting them to contend for a cup. I would like them to be competitive. I would like them to challenge for the playoffs. And then if they make it, that's, you know, the icing on the cake. No doubt. All right. For more on the Blue Jackets, be sure to follow Locked On Blue Jackets on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube so you never miss an episode. And check out the season previews for all 32 teams across the Locked On NHL channel, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.